What's up, sports ballers? Welcome to the latest edition of the Sports Ball Podcast. In this episode, Andrew and I, uh, well, we recount the U of M Notre Dame game and my extreme disappointment with how that turned out. Andrew tells us about his experience uh, at Nebraska and Scott Frost's first game, or maybe not even a game. And then uh, lastly, we discuss the NFL, some of the issues we have with it, and how we uh, kind of view it in comparison to college football. So again, another football-heavy episode, um, but stay tuned in future episodes as we get the excitement of football starting again out of our systems and we get back to covering uh, more sports in the future. So uh, stay tuned and uh, hope you like the episode. Thanks for listening so much. Hello, Cam. What's up, Andrew? What does it sound like when the uh, echoes are awakened? When the what? When the uh, echoes are awakened, you know, the uh, fight song, Wake Up the Echoes. I I do not know that fight song. Now I'm embarrassed. That's Notre Dame's fight song. Oh, oh, I hate you so much. You're going to lead with that, really? Not cool, man. Not cool. It was really hard to not text you all weekend. <laughs> I'm glad you showed restraint. Yep. I didn't finish watching the game. I watched like the first uh, the first half and like the first half of the third quarter on Sunday night, and then I didn't finish it until last night. Uh, and, of course, for those who don't know, we're, we're discussing the Notre Dame-Michigan game. Um, and – Boy, do I have some thoughts. You want some hot takes, Andrew? Oh, light them up. All right. We're going we're gonna to get this pack of cigs and go to town. Uh, the defense played like garbage the first half, played lights out in the second half. Uh, Shea Patterson looked incredibly nervous playing his first game for Michigan at Notre Dame. Uh, our offensive line struggled incredibly throughout a majority of the game. And I don't know if that's because our offensive line is bad or because Notre Dame's defensive line is that good. Uh, the season will be, you know, the, the determiner of that. But uh, we made Michigan made so many, so many stupid mental errors that wound up costing us the game. We did not play well, and we only lost by a touchdown. We had a botched field goal attempt where the holder just couldn't hold the ball. We had uh, a sack on second down that made it third and 18. They ran a quarterback draw and he ran for 20 yards. We had a roughing the passer on a third and long where Chase Winovich watched the quarterback throw the ball and then decided to ram his helmet right into his tailbone. Just an incredible uh, uh, Shea Patterson decided to play 500 like he was still in fifth grade and just chucked a ball in the air for an interception. Like the, the mental errors that were apparent in that game were infuriating to watch. Like not on the refs, not on Notre Dame, just Michigan themselves making really, really, really stupid decisions. Moments of pressure and key points of the game that just as a fan is it's like you don't understand like what are they thinking 
when the quarterback throws the ball, you wait two seconds, and then you decide to tackle him on third and long. Like, what What are you doing? So, like, as much as I hate Notre Dame and as much as it sucks to lose to them, it sucks even more when had you kept your head out of your butt, you could have won a game against a number 12-ranked team on the road, which apparently Michigan hasn't won a road game against a ranked opponent since 2006. Hmm. I was in college then. That was uh, is that still the Lloyd Carr administration, or have we moved on to Richmond? Yeah, we've not we've not we've won neutral site games, bowl games, that sort of stuff, but we've never we have not won a road game at another college against a top twenty five team in twelve years. That's all of Rich Rod, all of Brady Hoke, and four years of Jim Harbaugh. So I, I, don't, I don't want to jump to conclusions here. But you're gonna. I know. Let's go. Bring it. Come on. However, this is year four of the, the Harbaugh administration. Yes. He's one in five against the rivals. This is all well documented. Obviously, they could turn things around and finish 11-1 and one and all this overreaction will be for naught. But what if he's not the right guy? That is 100% entirely what, possible. What if, what, but if he here's... What, if, what if maybe the NFL ruined him? That the, the analysis and the – you know, maybe when he was at Stanford the first time around, he had nothing to lose – and and now he's spent time in the NFL and he's come to Michigan and the, the pressure's gotten him. And and he cannot produce what he produced earlier in his career. All of that's entirely possible, but I point you to why we lost the game. Mental errors by the players on the field, not by him, not by the coaching staff. Players making stupid decisions. And I, I'm so like are, I'm completely with you because I sat through uh what was it, six seasons of, of Bo Pelini football where that was oftentimes the issue, that it was a a penalty on third down, it was a fumble, it was an ill timed interception, it it was it was not maybe poor play calling it there was maybe some lack of halftime adjustments, but by and large, Bo Pelini was not the one throwing the football. He was not the one committing the late hit. And he won nine games every year. I mean, Jim won 10 games his first year. Really a sterling, any school would take his record. But he, yeah, it's just the fact that his losses have come to Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State, and there's no excuse. Like a lot of people, are like, oh, well, we're in the hardest football in or the hardest division of football. Well, yeah, so what? So is Penn State, so is Ohio State, and so is Michigan State. But they keep beating us. So like, that's not an excuse. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you play the the division you're in, and it just so happens that our division have is on fire right now. Um, and and like to your point about the not. You know, sometimes there being halftime uh, situations with Bo. If you look at that Michigan-Notre Dame game, that second half, we were by far the better team. 
our defense, they, they had 67 yards of offense in the second half, Notre Dame did. Now, granted, they took their foot off the gas pedal a little bit, but our defense got their offense off the field repeatedly in the second half. And our offense moved the ball, and our backup, Jeffrey, came in, and he moved the ball. So, like, there were, there were halftime adjustments that put us in the driver's seat of that game, but we kept making stupid decisions at key points in the game. And that's what's most frustrating is, like, you know, you look at, you look at Harbaugh's, you know, history, that botched punt against Michigan State where they had a 99% chance of winning, Michigan did, based on the stats. We botched the punt, Michigan State runs at home, wins the game. That crappy fourth down call with JT Barrett against Ohio State where they gave him the first down when he was short. Those two things go the other way. He's 3-3 three and three yep. with, a win, with a win over every team but Penn State. Yeah, well, was that the, the 2016 season? Were those in the same season? Or was... Was the, the punt might have been in 15, and then the, the fourth down was in 16. That might be right. I don't think they were the same season. But yeah, you, I, well, I think, no, I think it might have been the other way around. I think it might have been the Ohio State game was 2015 and the punt was 2016. But yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, and I, I think that people would take three and three. Not ideal. No, they'd still be pissing and moaning about it, right. but compared to one and five, oh my gosh, it's light and day. The, the the thing about Michigan, and I can't say anything because I, I haven't seen this year's Nebraska team, but they really have two weeks to uh, to solve this. And it's not the the world is falling by any means, but... No, but conference play starts in game four. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. We have two games. we got Western Michigan and, and SMU. To get this figured out, and and a trip to, you know, I, I think it, it's advantageous they have Nebraska coming, but then that trip to Northwestern, that's that's a a sneaky place to play. Yeah, I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Northwestern is a hard team yep. to beat. They may not always have the best record, but they give everybody a very 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 tough game, especially at home. So yeah, I'm under no. I, like the only thing, I think if we if we give up more than three points to Western Michigan next week, I'll be upset. But anything outside of that, you know, is a total crapshoot in my opinion. You know. Yep. Um, so, anyways, enough about Michigan. I've I've aired my grievances. Thank you for the therapy. I needed to vent there. Uh, why don't you tell me about about your uh, your time up there in uh, Lincoln? Didn't didn't go uh, as planned. No, no, it didn't. Um, it was uh, supposed to kick off about seven ten or so. It did kick off, and as the teams trotted out on the field for the first series, um, the university athletic department officials came out on the field, cleared the field for lightning, and uh, that was all she wrote. At nine forty five, uh, the game was officially deemed a cancellation. However, it's kind of a cancellation slash postponement at this point, but there's no firm date or idea as to whether or not it'll actually um, ever occur. There was a, a thought for a moment around 10 p.m. that we would all reconvene on Sunday morning um, at 10.30. Uh, however, Akron, um, because, you know, these teams, they... 
they fly out right after the game, so they did not have Saturday night accommodations. Oh, they they couldn't put them in the dorms. Well, what could that, go wrong? That was an option. Apparently, Nebraska did have some empty floors. Now you'd you'd be sleeping bare bones, no sheets, probably no pillows, um, anything like that. Um, I'm, and, I'm sure a booster could have bought them sheets and pillows. Pro- probably could have found a way, uh, but Akron didn't like it. Um, and then, of course, you know Lincoln's a town of about two hundred thousand or so, probably. Uh, but hotel rooms are, are hard to come by on a game weekend, um, so they likely would have had to go back into Omaha. Um, by the time they would have gotten there, it probably would have been eleven or eleven thirty. You get everyone to to bed by 12.30, then you've got a 10.30 kickoff back in Lincoln. That becomes a very short night. Um, so Akron, by all reports, it sounds like was a lot less willing to play than Nebraska from a logistical standpoint. Nebraska was not an ideal situation because they also did not have – I mean, they obviously have the dorms and their apartments they can stay in, but they stay as a team. You know, like all teams do, they stay as a team together in a local hotel. The night before, so that wouldn't have, have occurred. Um, Wait, so yeah, time out. Uh, For home games, they stay in a hotel. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's that's a pretty common practice. Just just because you don't you don't risk um, you know a kid deciding that without accountability he can sneak off to a, a bar or a party scene. I I'd say that's a, a pretty standard standard practice. Okay, so I guarantee that they get a good night's rest and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, team meals all organized. They might they go to a movie, um, and then yeah, they can could can control curfew, um, you know, much easier than than if they um, you know were all in their separate ways. So, yes, a pretty good Midwestern severe thunderstorm rolled through about nine forty five, and. Uh, Prior to that, it was a, a few downpours, and, but mostly lightning because if there's a lightning strike within eight miles, the game can't start for uh, for 30 minutes. And I guess the closest we got, we were 21 minutes into a delay of another lightning strike, so we were nine minutes away from starting. But, uh, but yeah, disappointment. I mean, this is uh, almost 300 days, um, about 275 days since Scott Frost was hired highly anticipated game and uh and now we wait um and uh game one will be uh when what appears to be a pretty good colorado buffaloes team comes in saturday afternoon so yeah that was my um my saturday night they did uh turn the michigan notre dame game on the big screens for us to watch while we sat in the stadium and watched the storm roll in so that was uh i watched the the game on like um you know, 500-foot screen. That was neat. <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, I watched the end of the Texas-Maryland game. And, um, you know, it's it's always so disappointing to see Texas continue to be down. I mean, it's just it's heart-wrenching, really. And, uh, yeah. They, that was a big takeaway from the weekend. And then I was shocked uh, at how uh, how poor – Former Western Kentucky Hilltopper great Willie Taggart looked in his debut with uh, as head coach at Florida State last night. What was Gold's the final score of that game? I believe it was twenty-four to three, maybe. And who they play? They played Virginia Tech. 
I mean, lost? Yes. Holy. See, okay. This is this is the one downside to me waiting to watch Michigan games or, you know, whatever the sport may be, is I miss out on all the other college or all the other relevant sports news because I can't go look and see the other scores because I will see the score of the team that I'm wanting to watch. So, like, the one downside to me is that, as I miss that stuff. And I could have looked at the news earlier, but I was busy playing Fortnite, which, you know, it's fine. It's it's eSports, so it counts. But, yeah, I had no idea about that. That's uh, – I don't know how I feel about Willie Taggart just bailing on uh, Oregon like that. Yeah, I don't think in the long term he would have been a fit out there – he knows Florida so well, recruiting-wise. I mean, I think that if you said, all right, which is the better fit, Florida State or Oregon, it's pretty easy to say Florida State. But I think the expectations are probably a little higher um, at Florida State. And that cupboard, I don't think, was exactly left bare. I mean, I think if most teams had what Florida State had on their roster, they'd, they'd be pretty happy. The offensive line looked pretty awful. Um but, but other than that, I mean, you're still recruiting a bunch of good Florida kids, and it's not probably not the most difficult place to re to recruit. Well, but yeah, there's more competition down there now that Mark Rick's got Miami, you know, back. Well, they in. lost too. Well, oh, so they lost their last four games then. So maybe it was a fluke, but we shall see. Um, man. Early upsets. That's the good thing about college, though, is that there's always upsets most weeks, and there's always something to talk about. But you know, it is uh, also very exciting. What's that? In mere days, the National Football League kicks off. Um, can we? Can I go back to college football real quick? Because I have an idea. As I'm looking at last week's scores. <sighs> Way to ruin my terrible my terrible segue, Andrew. Of course you can come back to college football. Well, this is opposite of um, the NFL. But I think maybe if we're bored one Saturday, well, I guess we have like like just like one more Saturday left the year around. I was going to say we should uh, go to a Kansas game. Oh, gosh. What it's like <laughs> to watch the worst team in college football. I've been to one. I can tell you exactly what it's like. They lost to Nichols State in overtime on Saturday. <laughs> there's there's one dude that comes into the coffee shop I work at, and every once in a while he'll have a Kansas football shirt on, and I just want to hug him. Right, he just be like, "I'm sorry. I applaud your dedication to your, you know, to the school of your choosing, but dude." Root for somebody else. Uh, so, yeah, a few years ago, I went with uh, a couple friends to KU. I think they were playing TCU, maybe. And to get to the stadium, you've got to walk up this, like, it takes like seven blocks to get up this hill. It's huge. Yeah. And by the time you get to the top, you're sweaty and out of breath. And then you look at the stadium, and you're like, oh, gosh. I know it's big, but my high school stadium is nicer. Like, it is truly an ugly football stadium. 
Yeah, for KU having as like nice a campus generally as it has, like it is, it's so pretty down there on the way it sits on the hill, and then it's like this bare bones kind of concrete horseshoe structure, and like the underside is exposed. So like when you're walking, you see the underside of the like the concrete. Ble- it's, it's just ugly, and it's like this yeah. like, like old like antique cream like yellowish. It is just like oh man, this is like the bare minimum to call something a stadium. Yeah, in uh-huh. in the, the because of the track, it sits like way it sits way off the field. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you yeah. see like all the orange bowl stuff from when Minnie was the coach. You're like, oh my gosh, that was like twelve years ago too. My Good favorite college game day sign remains um, Mark Mangino's thinking Arby's. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, make fun of the fat guy. That's funny. I've, Anyways, I've, I didn't mean to uh, divert us to no, the, I, uh, the worst I team in not, college football. I would not waste my last Saturday in Kansas by going to a game. I'd gladly hang out with you, but not not at that stadium. I'd go to Lawrence and hang out there. Go to the burger stand, get some duck fat fries. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. I haven't had duck fat fries in a while. Oh, Andrew, they're so good. I know they are. There's a crispiness about them. Have you been to Burger Stand? No, but I've had duck fat fries. Okay, well, we might have to go to Burger Stand for dinner. Uh, no, we can have that conversation off the air. That's not about sports. Nope. Anything else about college football, friend? Nope. All right, so NFL. So you're a Chiefs fan, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do you really feel? Uh, the place is full of um, intoxicated um, types with a lot of testosterone. It's really just not my scene. So do you do you follow an NFL team, or do you just not really care? Um, no, I don't really follow an NFL team. Like, I'll watch the Chiefs on uh, on Sunday afternoons, but it's not like appointment television for me. Or if I'm in the car, I'll turn on the radio because I like Mitch Holtis. And they do this thing after the third quarter where he goes, Kendall Gammon. And then the Sandlin reporter's name is Danny Welniak. I go, Kendall Gammon, Danny Welniak. It's the start of the fourth quarter. It's time to put the hammer down. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got good pipes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm kind of intrigued by Patrick Mahomes, but I'm just... I'm sitting looking at my closet right now, and I have zero Chiefs apparel. I've That's lived here for t- 20 years. The only the only Lions apparel I own is an authentic Joey Harrington jersey that I bought when I was in high school. Well, you I better an, believe it. I have an Indomitian Sioux Lions jersey. Oh, gosh. What a thug. What are you talking about? Okay, let's have this argument. I can't believe we didn't even think about this. Go. State your point, counselor. He was – there were never any issues at Nebraska. None none of the unsportsmanlike roughing, none of that. There's never an issue. Now, there's there's reports that maybe he – the guys got into it in practice, but I'd be getting into it in practice too if I were getting thrown around by a Navigan Sioux. No, the whole NFL image thing, that came with the, the paycheck and whatever. But the the Indomitian Sioux that played in Nebraska is completely different than the Indomitian Sioux that has played in the NFL. And 
for whatever reason, I don't know why that is, but Nebraska fans, he was just at the game on Saturday, got a huge reception, he's donated a ton of money, but yeah, the, the NFL in Dominican Sioux is completely different than college football in Dominican Sioux. And that's fair, and I don't give a rip about the college in Dominican Sioux. I care about them that was in the Lions that cost us countless on-field penalties um, for just stupid stuff. So, I mean, I don't hate the guy. Whenever he was on interviews, he seemed very calm and polite and reserved and intelligent and well-spoken. But on the field, he just didn't know how to turn it off. So, you know, I'm not saying he's a thug in real life. Just saying on the field, he just made a lot of stupid decisions for us. And for a dude that was so talented physically, that was the frustrating part. Yeah. You know? He was a dominant force, and he chose to go too far on too many occasions, especially when he got to the quarterback. That's your original question. I'm entertained by the NFL to a degree, and I'll watch it, but I don't play fantasy football. I don't really have a team, and... I kind of like find entertainment in the people who are, are hardcore NFL fans, like the people who have the direct TV package, who play fantasy, who gamble their Sundays away. Like that's a, that's an interesting kind of crowd to me. It's, it's their thing. You do you, but I don't know. It's just, I think the NFL like brings out the, the man in all of us somehow more than other sports. Oh, I think it brings the boy out in many of us. I think that's more accurate. Maybe um, so. Yeah, so like, what? Maybe, maybe so, yeah, I agree. So my, my issue with, like, the NFL is, like, outside of the Lions, there's not a single team I even – care one ounce about no but like in college football there are many other schools that i'm like oh you know if i wasn't committed to michigan i would easily root for them and i will watch them play when they're on if i have the opportunity but like i maybe it's just because there's so many more teams in college football um but like Legitimately, in the NFL, for me, it's the Lions and nobody else. And I just, I just don't care about yeah. any other team. Like, I'll watch the Patriots play just because of Tom Brady. But, like, I don't care. I just like watching them because they're good at what they do. But if I don't watch a single game this season of them, I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to have any regrets. Yeah, the entertainment factor is not there for me. When the XFL returns, I think I'd be much more apt to watch the XFL than I will be the NFL. Oh, gosh. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that. It's it's either going to be so amazing or so unbelievably underwhelming, but either way, it will be a spectacle. I still contend that the first XFL was uh, ahead of its time. I just – we we weren't ready. But if it were around viral moments and Twitter and everything – no, see, I think the XFL had like a five-year window, and it was before all the concussion and CTE stuff came out. So I, I think it was about probably seven or eight years ahead of its time, and it probably had a five-year window. And then I yeah. think nowadays, there's the original style. There's no way 
it would be right. as popular now as it could have been maybe like 2006. But if they if they allow all the taunting and they incorporate some of the like Canadian and arena rules where like you know you can okay. start yeah, yeah, yeah. that type of That's... stuff, then mm-hmm. then when uh, I think it'll I think the, I think the NFL is going to learn a a real quick lesson. I just think the NFL is on such a high and mighty horse that it it it's going to be put in its place quickly once that if that league establishes itself and does things well. Well, I mean, next year is supposed to be the first season, so yep. we don't have to yep. wait very long. It'll be interesting, right. but yeah, I, yeah. There's, there's like, I outside of like locally being curious about Patrick Mahomes. There's nothing about the NFL season that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch this or can't wait to watch that game. I couldn't even tell you uh, like the week one Sunday night game. I mean, it's just off off my radar. I enjoy college too much, and by Sunday, I've got things to do because most likely I've given up my Saturday to to watch games. Yeah, it does. It does wind up becoming a, a time management issue too, yep. for sure. All right. Well, speaking of time management, I need to take care of a few things and then edit this episode so our fine listeners can. Enjoy it. So I'm gonna do something real quick here that we don't really ever do on this show. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention two things real quick. If you're listening to the show and you enjoy it, leave us a review on on iTunes or Google or whatever it is that you're you're finding your um your podcast. If it allows you to leave a review, leave a review. And if it's a one star or a five star or somewhere in between, like we just want the feedback so we know how we can improve Um, because we want to make sports ball. uh, And I think you would agree to enter here as much fun and uh, as good of a show as we can make it. Absolutely. Uh, And and then secondarily um, we have, because we do the show on anchor, uh, which is a app for uh, iOS and Android. um, That means that you, the listener, if you have that anchor app, and create a profile, you can call into the show and leave us voice messages that we can then in turn play on the show and respond to. So you get the opportunity to share your opinions on the stuff that we're talking about. And it's kind of like calling into sports radio, except it's time delayed. So you can call in, give us your two cents about why we were right, why we were wrong, or what we forgot to mention about a certain topic. We can play it on the air and then me and Andrew can respond to you. And we can sort of have this uh, time delayed conversation with you as a listener. So uh, it'd be really cool just to hear from you guys. Um, so anyways, that's all I wanted to say at the end of the show, uh, business over. Um, any final thoughts, Andrew? Uh, give us your scalding takes on the voice. White, hot, burning, hot takes. That's yep. what we want. Yep. <laughs> but if you talk like Skip Bayless, I won't put you on cause he's an idiot. Or Stephen A. Smith. Well, he's a, he's a dear, dear friend. That was very good. <laughs> All right. And on that note, I've got nothing else. Uh, so <laughs> we'll be back next week. We're, we're back on a regular recording schedule now that summer has kind of come to an end for all intents and purposes. So, Andrew, it's been a Kim, pleasure. My- it, was, it was good as always. All right. Dude. Talk to you soon. See you. Bye.